0: I'm R.E.A. Schwartz, along with my co-host, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. This episode, the biggest questions facing each team in the WNBA. WNBA teams have played six or, to nine games, somewhere around there, uh, depending on who you are. So we find ourselves asking the question, because we're one-third of the season basically through, what is the biggest question facing each team? What's your problem? What, what ails you? <laughs> if you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the WNBA. The biggest question facing each team and we'll start off alphabetically with Atlanta. The Atlanta dream, for me, it's one word. And it's not going to be this simple for every team. But for me, it's this one word, scoring. We've seen their defense get better over the season. It was horrendous early on. And they've really, uh, you know, hightailed it into shape. But it's scoring for me. A- anything you want to add, Rachel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's <laughs> that, that's the biggest I guess, ailment in my opinion. Um, You know, you're just not getting a ton of consistent production um, at least from what we've seen so far. And I think, I just think this is, it's still, you know, a team that, you know, I think you called it a sophomore slump um, in an earlier podcast. And I kind of like that term um, a team that's coming off riding such a high and then having to kind of, um, re-identify with a lot of different things and, and maybe get back to the basics a little bit and just find a way to get some momentum, um, I think is just going to be so important. And that, that that's just going to be on the offensive end of the floor. But I know this is a team that really takes pride on the defensive end of the floor and letting that defense fuel their offense. Um, it's not like this was a team that was leading the league and scoring last year. You know, they they just kind of put their heads down and go to work and, and, and are very fundamental on really both ends of the ball, but but they allow that defense to fuel their offense. And so um, just finding a way to to get some momentum is what Atlanta needs right now.
0: Let's move on to the Connecticut Sun. And I, I think a lot of people might jump out and say, do they have a question mark right now? And you and I have talked about this a lot. Connecticut is a team that throughout, you know, over the past three years have really solidified themselves as a contender, as a team who is going to be top of the ranks and one of the hardest teams to play during the regular season. The question is, and it's annoying because we're so early in the season, we're gonna have to wait a long time to get this answer. But the question is really the playoffs what can they do in the playoffs? Can they take that next step? Um, and can they handle the pressure of being a top team? We saw what happened last year some off court issues um, that caused a lull. Can we see? a team overcome those things and push through the I agree with
1: you on this question. I mean, there's no doubt Connecticut is just so solid defensively, offensively. They're sharing the basketball. They're rebounding the ball well. Um, You know, for the most part, they've done a pretty good job of taking care of it. So, um, you know, like like through the course of a season, teams – peak and and they have valleys and they have lulls and, and, you know, you definitely go through stretches and that's just kind of the makeup of a season. I know I've talked about that before. Um, So my question is, you know, when Connecticut kind of hits a little bit bump in the road, how are they going to handle it? Um, And is this team going to continue to take that next step as a team that's been together for the last four years or whatever that may be? Um, and can they peak come playoff time? You know, cause, cause right now they look fantastic. I mean, they're, they're undoubtedly, probably in my opinion, the best team in the league. And, and that's why they're at the top of the standings, but they're just being so consistent. Are they going to be able to keep up that balance scoring? Are they going to be able to defend um, the way they have been and clicking the way they have been? I mean, it's, it's very possible that, we have not even seen the best of Connecticut, you know, and, and that's a scary idea to think about because um, of what, what this roster is capable of doing. And, um, or it could be that, you know, we're seeing the best of them, you know, at this point, and then maybe they hit some hard times and aren't able to recover. So um, I think it's more than likely the first part of what I just said, because I really believe in this team and kind of the cohesiveness that they have and, and them taking that step from what they were able to accomplish last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, you hit it all, so I'm just (laughs) not not even going to waste my time. Uh, Chicago Sky. um, Oh, wait, one thing about Connecticut. Shout out to our guy, uh, WNBA Timeline Curtis. If he can find out, I'm just going to throw this out there. If he can find out, because hearing you say that about how this team has been together for a while, I'd love to see some stats about the amount of playing time or seasons together you have uh, with championship teams and kind of, you know, uh, uh, dip our toes into the array of, of what it takes to be a champion as far as cohesiveness and years together. I think that would be really interesting. I so,
1: agree. That would be interesting. Curtis,
0: if, if you can figure that out, man. Um, moving on. I don't know how he does what he does, but that man is a genius. Um, let's move on to the Indiana Fever. Indiana Fever.
1: I thought you said the sky.
0: Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this this fire truck drove by and just threw me completely off. The Chicago Sky. You know, I think it's the same question that we've seen all year long. I will give credit. This is a team that has started to show, I mean, I think something common that we talked about with the Sky Rachel when uh, Amber Stocks was let go of her position was we would have liked to see her get another year because we were starting to see more and more of these these spurts or these, these kind of these few and fleeting moments of, when the team was looking really good and what we truly thought they could become. And then they got rid of her and it's early in the season. And we've started to quickly start and see more and more of those similar moments under coach Wade. So for me, that's what the question is, but obviously defense.
1: Yeah. I think defense um, is, is always going to be a major question mark. These last four games, um, I think teams are averaging right around maybe just like 71, a little over 71 points a game. Um, against Chicago, which it's been a long time since we've seen some numbers like that consistently. And then another interesting stat with Chicago, I mean, we've talked about their turnovers at length and their ability to value those possessions. And the last two, they've gone from averaging what feels like, you know, 18 to 20 turnovers a game to now they're just averaging uh, just under 14. So they're they're doing a better, better job of taking care of the basketball and they're allowing fewer points. So we're seeing a little bit more success and uh, potentially, you know, I mean, it's a three-game win streak, so we'll see if they can keep it going. But I, I like your point about Amber. I, I would have liked to have seen her have some more time, but at the same time, I think James Wade is doing a tremendous job and really taking what Amber had started amongst this roster, maybe making some of his own tweaks and allowing this team to continue to gel within themselves and and to take those those natural progressions of growth defensively and you know, all, offensively, all those things that that they needed to take. So. Um, I think that's the big question mark. Can they show more consistency than, you know, just a few game, few win games and can they show that more specifically on the defensive and turnover aspect?
0: I like it. Let's move on. The Indiana fever okay. for real this time. <laughs> um, for me, it, it, it's very simple. We talked about this, you know, it's been the story from, you know, since Tamika Catchings left. Uh, and I, and I've given Pokey a lot of, A lot of hardship in the beginning, then a lot of respect, because she has done a great job, and I know you admire this too. She's done a great job of doing a rebuild while also forging forward for the win. For me, the biggest question is, can this team continue to keep growing? We saw some early success this season, success we did not see anywhere near last year, or the year before that, for that matter. Can they continue to grow and build off the success they've had this year?
1: Yeah, they start out to a quick 3-1 and And then the last eight games are one in one and three. So, um, I mean, I'm going to sound like a bit of a broken record with some of these teams because you, you do, you talk about the consistency, but with the fever in particular, I mean, it's the, it's the youth of this roster. It's, it's a loss of a key player in Vivian's that was really starting to to show, um, tremendous, um, I guess, being such a valuable aspect to this roster and, and, um, kind of, you know, who, who has stepped up, you know, Erica Wheeler and her offensive offensive efficiency early in the season. And I think with the fever in particular that they've shown that they can win more games. Um, And that starts with them defensively, especially late in the game Um, being able to get those stops um, is important, but you know, I mean, it, this is kind of a cop-out, but I, I think it's true. You know, that are, can they be consistent with their stops late in the game and can they consistently score it? You know, I mean, who, who, who's who is it going to be? A, is, is this going to be a team that has different people stepping up at different points throughout the season? Is this going to be a team that's just relying heavily on, um, you know, Kelsey Mitchell and maybe a couple of others? Um, I just think there's just a, so many question marks just with this team in general um, that just watching them and seeing the growth that happens and kind of this second um, phase of the season is going to be important.
0: Let's move on to the Las Vegas Aces. And for me, this is an interesting one, mostly because of the flack I might get for what I'm about to say. But I'll take it. For me, the biggest question is, can this team create a flow with Liz Cambage that is about the team, not about Liz? It's, it's been well-documented. You know, the teams that Liz has played on have not necessarily won more games than they did the years without her. It's been well-documented that, you know, I think... Has she won? I don't think she's won a playoff game. They finally made it to the playoffs and they lost right away. A lot all this has been well documented. It's also well documented that she's one of the most dominating, if not the most dominating player to ever play the game. My thing is you have an Aces team that had a flow, had a rhythm, had leadership. and then you throw Liz into the mix and it's you know it's always amazing to get you know the the scoring leader on your team. It's always amazing to get an MVP candidate on your team but it might not always be the right fit for the team as far as gelling to win a championship. So for me, it's about can they find a flow with Liz that's about the team.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's um, anything – I mean, anybody should disagree with you on. I mean, this is – you're not saying anything that we don't already know. This is such a –
0: well, you know, you know, you know, there's there's some players out there that have a very strong fan base that get very offended. I do, I uh, do,
1: and it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you know, you could say the same thing about Asia Wilson. Her numbers are down. She's getting, you know, five to six less, less touches a game. Kayla McBride, you know, she, she's I haven't looked at the numbers with her specifically, but is she getting less, less touches? You know, you bring in a player like Liz Cambage who's used to having the ball in her hands every other possession. And that's hard on her as well. So this is a major adjustment for this entire roster. And, and you, you know, we, I don't know how much we've talked about it specifically, what that means. Um, Liz is going to get less touches. Asia's numbers are going to be down. You know, it was, everyone's going to kind of have to sacrifice a little bit of their ego. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a terrible way, but this is a team with a lot of star talent with star talent comes a lot of um, I guess, what's the word I'm trying to say? Expectation, you know, to perform and to make this noise and to be this um, player in the league. But but can this team be selfless enough for what's best for the team? You know, and truly mean it. It's one thing to say it in, in interviews and things like that. Or is this going to continue to cause some frustrations because, you know, you want the ball in your hands, you're a competitor, you want touches. And, and I, I got, someone came at me a little bit on Twitter um, last week or whenever the aces played last and was kind of misunderstanding what I was saying because I had said something about Liz was frustrated and I understood Liz's frustration because she's she was working really hard in the paint. And, and there were a few possessions where had it been the right pass, she would have had just a really easy kind of quick turn to a layup. And the ball wasn't coming in her. She got, you know, a couple three-second calls. When she did get the ball, she was really forcing some shots and started out the game really slow, and she was just – she looked just pissed, you know, and that happens.
0: Uh, well, real quick, I do want to give a shout-out to Sylvia Fowles because Syl was was all over sure. her that game no, at that time. She
1: was, and that's a tough matchup, and two players that really respect each other, you know. Um, but th- that's the frustration that, you know, Liz is – probably still working through um not only because of just this roster but like she made such a splash last year that all eyes are really are on her teams are, are understanding how how to defend her better um she has such a target on her back that defenses and all sorts of things are, are you know people aren't guarding her the same way they were guarding her last year so there's a lot of question marks um with this with this roster and and kind of the star power behind it and and can this team kind of sacrifice um, self for the betterment of the team and really gel. And, and we've seen flashes of it. I mean, we've seen what this team can do offensively. The other night when they shot like 100% from the field, it was insane. And I think the progression of Kelsey Plum, she's really come along these last few games offensively, and she's playing with a ton of confidence right now. So I'm um, I, I, not to be incredibly long-winded, I'm just really fascinated with this team. I, I think they. I, I still think you have to have them in the talk of being a contender. How do you not? I mean, they're like in third place right now, and they've got the talent. It's just going to be a matter of that, that chemistry uh, that we all keep talking about.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and honestly, I know we've brought this up or I brought this up in a podcast with some guests on here. This team, I think when it comes to the W, often we take it for granted the selflessness of the players. And a great example is if you look at some of our recent championship teams, let's go to last year, Brianna Stewart, Sue Bird, Jewel Lloyd, and Natasha Howard. Those are four superstars in this league. Fine, if you want to knock one of them just to star level. Okay, you got four big names in this league. They were able to put their differences aside for the betterment of the team, put their egos aside for the betterment of the team. Then you go to the champions before that, Minnesota Lynx. Same exact thing. They had five stars. You got five superstars. Then you got the LA Sparks who had like four superstars, three superstars. Then you have Minnesota again. And then you got Phoenix. And like all these teams – To win, yes, they had these lineups with an abundance of of star power, but they were able to put it aside. And I'm talking about teams that have Diana Taurasi is able to put it aside for the betterment of the team. So you hear where I'm coming from. (laughs) Um, Let's move on to the team that traded away Liz Cambage, the Dallas Wings. Uh, My biggest question for them is how quickly can this team – buy in and learn a new system? We talked about it recently for an extended period of time with Jasmine Baker on a recent episode, but I think that's it, honestly. it's Can this team buy into the system and understand there's going to be a learning curve, there's going to be ups and downs, and that a lot of these young players are learning from their second or third coach in as many years?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question, but to even expand on it a little bit more, this is not the same Dallas team that we like, are seeing right now, like, come, you know, August, it's going to be a completely different team, you know, just from a understanding that system, playing within that system, um, some longevity of playing together. And then let's be honest, the roster is completely still up in the air at this point with, you know, Mariah Jefferson, Glory Johnson's going to be leaving and then returning. Um, Arike, you know, she had her injury, her coming back. So th- there's a lot of, um, you know, differences, a lot of change just happening within the roster. I mean, you can even talk about Megan Gustafson. I mean, there's a lot of change happening. Um, and you could say that with a few of the teams, um, especially as we still only are in that kind of early part of the season. Um, but I just think this is a team that will hit a stretch probably after a little bit half a little bit after half of the season, towards the end of it. They're they're gonna get on a roll at some point. Um, and they're, they're going to cause some problems because they're going to really start clicking and they're going to have some consistency from just a roster standpoint as well.
0: Oh, and even if they're, you know, I'm not going to say that they're definitely not going to be a playoff team, but even if they're not, they're going to cause problems in the sense of issues for teams that are in the playoffs or on that bubble. When you have to play a team like this who has nothing to lose and is just trying to kind of get to a benchmark for the offseason, that's a scary team to face come end of the season when you need to make the playoffs. Agreed. Let's talk about... The Phoenix Mercury. My one question (laughs) take it or leave it. Will anyone besides DeJuan Bonner step up or do anything?
1: I I have to agree with you (laughs) on that. I mean, you know, we talked, I mean, they're like your favorite to go win at all. Um, And I think, yeah, you know,
0: God, they're making me look dumb.
1: No, they're not. Because I think you even said it the other day you're like, you know, Fever, decide not to play until later in the season, (laughs) which. Which you said mm-hmm. it in a joking manner, um, you definitely did. Uh, but but there also is a little bit of truth to it, you know. And I think, um, yeah, I, I have some question marks with with Brittany Greiner at times. Um, it, you know, she, she's averaging she's averaging eighteen points a game, which is great. I think she she's really come on the last couple of games and stuff. But you know, there there were a couple of games in there where she was kind of a non factor, um, and that can't happen with this team, especially while Tarazi's out. Uh, but, you know, with Tarazi with coming back in and and this team being such a veteran team that's been together, um, I, I'm not too worried about it. I just think this is some, some early season woes and uh, they'll get it clicking.
0: They better. Otherwise, I'm, I'm losing some money. No. Um, but let's talk about the New York Liberty. Uh, my question for them is this team has got a few new faces, a few big wins. How does this new confidence of this, these wins, which we haven't seen in the Katie Smith era, change the trajectory of this team.
1: Trajectory of this team. Yeah, I mean, I think they've had a taste of some success. It was such a lull for so long, you know, without this team being able to see a win, and they, they were so down for so long, and and here we are, you know, seeing some wins. And I'm gonna stand by it. They're a dangerous team because in some aspects you know, they, they, they don't have a lot to lose either. I kind of put them in that same category as the wings at this exact moment. Um, But this is a a roster that has now had a little bit of a taste of success and and they can kind of differentiate together. Well, this is what got us this win in this game. And this is why we lost this game. And I mean, honestly, honest to God, the aces game where they got routed by like a million points. I I mean, that that's a game that like in some, in some, in some ways you kind of have to just toss out. I mean, the aces shot an absolutely uh, obscene percentage that game. And sometimes that just happens to you. Um, And I'm, and I'm sure, you know, the Liberty would, would really take a lot of credit for that defensively and things that they could have done better. But you know, I I just think we're seeing confidence from, you know, Kia Nurse, uh, Amanda Zowie B, now with her leaving, how much is that going to impact things? As Asia Durr continues to come along um, offensively with some confidence, they need her to continue to score. So uh, my question with them is going to be the offensive end of the floor. Can, can they have – continue to have players step up and score alongside Tina? Um, and then how does that – kind of translate. I my my prediction is we're going to see a very much of a roller coaster the rest of the season with the Liberty, which is scary because, you know, they'll they'll do some really bad things and then they'll come out and play fantastic and beat some people. And I think that's just what this year's going to look like for them.
0: Oh, and and in my mind, they have your article uh printed and put up in the locker room calling them the most dangerous team and before each game they're smacking that on the way out to the to the court.
1: And and I'm, I'm surprised if they've even taken a look at it, but I appreciate you for saying that because I know so many people didn't, were not a fan of that. People were hating on it.
0: And and let me just say, they were looking dumb after that, that win, that, that down to the wire, win they got over LA in LA.
1: Well, I just think it comes down to how do you define dangerous, you know, and, and that was part of kind of maybe what I was not, clear about at the beginning i think in my mind dangerous has an element of surprise to it you know and and they're going to, this is a team that can be easily overlooked because they are the Liberty and they kind of have that taste and, and people have that taste about them in their mouths, but this isn't the Liberty from last year. They've proven that early enough in this season, you know, and um, it's dangerous because as a coach, you know, you're, you're trying to get your players like ready to go um, whether it's, a, especially at home, the Liberty have been playing well um, and, and you're trying to get them, you know, ready to go and focused and ready to go win a big game and and just by subconsciously sometimes you can overlook people and that that's why I think the Liberty can and are dangerous because you know they have nothing to lose they can come out and beat you any anyone any given night I truly believe that
0: yeah I'm with you on that and and honestly they look we talked about this (laughs) any team that has Tina Charles is going to be a scary team on any given night and you add who they have around that is just you know um right Washington Mystics People might not get this question, so I'll expand briefly. My question for them is, are they better than last year? And the reason I ask that is, yes, we don't have a team that is just running like the Storm were last year. I mean, throughout the whole season last year, the Storm looked poised for a championship run. We don't necessarily have a team like that. I don't know how many people legitimately thought Mystics would be able to pull off a victory in the finals. But my thing is, this league continues to get better. Are the... Are the mystics going to get better with them? right now I've seen them play really good against mediocre to bad teams and not necessarily show up their best when they're playing against top talent in this league. Um, can they can they kind of grow and progress worse or better than they were last year?
1: I think you you really nailed that on the head. I don't want to expand on it too much because I agree with everything you said. I just think we haven't seen a team that's fully clicked um so far this year especially as of late um so I'm very I'm very anxious to see how, how they continue to play the second half of the season especially starting tonight against LA uh but yeah like are they better um and at this point right now I don't think so uh but we all know that they certainly have the potential to evolve into that
0: oh yeah and and evolve that quickly you know, it, it's it's as simple as Deladon, Chrissy Tolliver, and Meese. You know, what I mean, right. and then you got Cloud, eh, whatever. I'm not even. Uh, we could read their whole roster. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, Minnesota Lynx, a team that, as we all know, I study very closely. Um, for me, the biggest question, or, uh, I mean, like, I don't even necessarily know. I guess you could call it consistency, but really, my question mark is the fourth quarter. Um, I always say the calling card of the Lynx through their you know, epic championship runs, um, or even that span of seven, eight years was always that confidence that going into the fourth, the team could be down 10, 20 points and you could legitimately wait until you hit about that three minute mark and still expect them to make a run real quickly, get three stops. Cheryl Reeve always talks about it, get three stops in a row. And that's how you get a run on offense. Um, but what we've seen so far and what we saw a lot last year um, was just the Minnesota Lynx offense disappearing in the fourth. I've lost track of how many times we've seen three or four minute spans of scorelessness in the fourth quarter so far this season for the Lynx. Um, obviously the the Jessica Shepard injury really affects that. They haven't been as dominant on the boards of recent uh, since that injury. And I think that's going to be a key effect, but really for me, it's can they continue to score on or in the fourth quarter,
1: right? Well, that's a good that's a good point, and I think defensively, um, the last four games they're given up around eighty one a game. Now, please, everyone, forgive my math. I'm actually horrendous at math. I'm really bad at it, but I'm glancing at numbers and just trying to do some averages briefly in my head. Um, so the last four games they're giving you know they're they're given up. Way too many points for for a typical Cheryl Reeve team. So I think my question is going to be the defensive end of the floor. Um, I think you nailed it on the head with Shepard impacting that um, to a degree. Um, you know, you know, to start the season, you know, they 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 start out four and one, and are kind of showing us what this team's capable of. Um, and 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 but they were only they were only given up about. Seventy-two a game at certain, some maybe 72, 73 a game. So that's uh, that's a, that's a big difference in the course of a season, and especially in the WNBA. So my, to expand on your uh, your scoring late in the game, it, my question is going to be the defensive side: is this going to be evolve into a more traditional um, Minnesota Lynx team that really can can lock down and defend like we've seen in the past?
0: And then we got to move on, and it brings us to the defending <laughs> national champions, Rachel, the Seattle Storm. Um, I'm gonna let you go first on this one
1: well you know I I, I love I, I actually really enjoy what Seattle's doing this year um, they've they've been fun to watch because I just their story and everything they're kind of battling right now um, from an injuries and you know people being out and it's just kind of um, and even with like Brianna Stewart out and you know we could talk about Canada getting hurt and, and all these things they're such a talented team you know and I think how how does this team continue to evolve? Um, how does the progression of Jordan Jordan Canada continue to evolve? Um, even with her bone bruise, hopefully she comes back very soon. Um, she is such a vital part of this team and kind of what they're doing. But I this is gonna be an up and down roller coaster of a year for Seattle, in my opinion. Um and then if and when Sue Bird comes back, which would be well after the All-Star break, um how much of a shot in a shot in the arm is that going to be with them you know it, it varies it could be entirely possible that when when it when and if she comes back they they go on a roll and they really can beat anyone this is a team that's won a championship you know they have a lot of returners that know how to win a championship even without stewart they're 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 talented enough to do it um but can they i'm not saying necessarily championship but can they knock some people out late in the season and cause issues i absolutely think so so i guess to sum up what I'm saying is, is I'm, I'm curious of how, you know, Canada coming back and that progression continues to, to take place. And then when, and if bird comes back, how that looks. Um, and then is this going to be kind of a roller coaster where we see him win a couple, maybe lose a couple, um, kind of that back and forth.
0: Yeah. I agree with everything you said, you hit my points. Um, my one thing is, and I'm just going to put this out there. And with this being completely clear, that, and I will argue this to the end of the days. Simone Augustus is the goat of the WNBA. But we'll get into that a different time. But if Sue Bird pulls off a victory, a championship this year.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm-
0: forget it, Diana Taurasi. <laughs> forget it, Maya Moore. Forget it, you know, Lisa Leslie or Cheryl Swoop, Cynthia Cooper. Step aside. There is a new queen in town, and that's got to be Sue Bird. And I'm just saying that now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean. If, if Sue Bird comes back and and plays and this team is clicking, they have the talent to do it. You know, it might be really hard to see right now because I just think it's, everything's in flux. But, I mean, who who the hell are we to say that, like, a month from now, they're not just absolutely rolling through people, especially with, with if Bird comes back. I mean, we all know what Sue Bird can do. So um, definitely very curious to see about that as well.
0: Definitely. Let's move on to the LA Sparks, uh, a team – that many love to hate and many hate to love no love to love Love to love there you go um (laughs) you love them or you hate them you know or you just think they're a ridiculously good basketball team whatever it is the la sparks for me the question is the unknown right you got two missing starters you got a new coach We are seeing a completely new game style, a new game plan, a new system be implemented. It's not 100% clear what that system is, but all the players, as, as, as Brady Klopfer put it, I don't know what they're doing, but I know that the players are confident in it working. And for me, that's great. That sounds amazing. I'm excited to see what happens. We've seen the players that have been playing so far this season go through a learning curve and get much more comfortable in this style. How will that affect these veteran players, these two starters, veterans, who haven't played at all this season? And then coming back in and vibing, you know, everyone said Vegas was going to win the championship when Liz joined the team. Hasn't worked out that way so far. Everyone's saying, oh, when Beard and Parker come back, L.A.'s winning the championship. I want to see it before I agree with it. Rachel, your thoughts?
1: Great points. Um, there's no doubt that LA is a star struck roster. I mean, there there's, this is an incredible roster. Sometimes I have to remind myself by stepping back and looking at it. Um, I'm very excited for Candace Parker to come back tonight. Um, that we, we needed, we needed that desperately. And, and, you know, same thing with, you know, Elena beer, she's such a talent. And it means so much for this team. Um, we've seen LA have success early. Um, with kind of their, their roster of the Agumukes and, and what Chelsea Gray has been able to do, but um, to build off your, your gelling aspect, that that's a big part of it. Um, Along with um, Derek Fisher and kind of what they're doing offensively, systematically, what, what, what is this team about from an identity standpoint? I think that's still being determined. Uh, So like, for me, I look at this team and I'm just kind of waiting to see what that's going to look like. And I think, The biggest question I have is kind of who I think their X factor is. And that's Chelsea Gray. I mean, and I don't mean that from, oh, she's up in an MVP type of conversation right now. I do think she's, she should be in that conversation to some degree. To some Um, degree,
0: when you drop a 4.8 turnover game, I think it's hard when you've only you know, nine games in and one of them is that, come on.
1: Sure. And that, that's my question with Chelsea Gray. Can she elevate her game? to the level that we all know she can to consistently like like be that for this team. You know what I'm saying? Or does the addition of Elena Beard and Candace Parker take away from what Chelsea Gray can can do, you know, from that scoring perspective? Because in my mind, when Chelsea Gray's clicking, this team is clicking on all angles. Um, so I see her as kind of that X factor, um, even with or without Beard, Candice Parker, like like she, she a lot rides on her shoulders, I think with this team and their success and, and what they're able to do. And I, in my opinion, I think she has to continue to, to rise her level of the game to, to what we all know she's capable of doing, which big numbers, you know, like like big time shots, the clutch gene that we know she has. Um, if this team's going to win a championship, they need that from her consistently.
0: hundred percent. And I feel like I, I'm saying this every time we talk about the Sparks, but again, last year they played Mystics in the playoffs. They lose in that game. Press conference after the game, uh, NECA and Candace and, Candice, and they both sat there and essentially spent the whole time, besides, you know, talking about the issues that they had, basically just saying, if we want to win a championship in the coming years, it's going to be on the back of Chelsea Gray. And for me, it's can this roster, obviously, the answer is yes, obviously, but will this roster... I guess, so not Ken, will this roster put themselves in a position to win? Because if you put yourself in a position to win, Chelsea Gray is is like that superhero who shoots ice out of him. You know what I mean? Like Chelsea Gray is just a cucumber in the final seconds of a game. And that's all you need. You know, we talk about that being a possible Achilles of Connecticut, not having that go-to person for that last second shot. And and then you talk about the Mercury, a team that has one of the greatest people ever to do that shot. Um, that's all I got on the spark. So I guess uh, I guess we just ran through all 12 teams with their biggest issues.
1: We're issue. all done.
0: We're all done. All right. Well, we believe the players of the W and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports men's sports receive on a daily basis. Please consider joining our Patreon community to support us in the hard work that we do.